And we are back, episode 23 on Torsky Tuesdays. I'm your host, Hanani Abraham. Last week, we started Ambition and Proving Yourself, and the, a person knowing that we are doing good things can help contribute to being the best person that we can be. Uh, it's interesting that, you know, uh, before we continue over here, I, re- I heard a story literally within the past few hours, someone talking, um, doing some sort of like uh, Ironman type race where he had to run about 100 miles and uh, within a certain amount of time. And he told his team, he said, no matter what, no matter what you do, always give me positive comments and feedback. Because the second you go negative, that's when you lose yourself. And you're not able to put yourself in the best position possible going forward. I think that was a good point. And, you know, I think that applies over here for how a person is able to go ahead and either seek approval or following their ambition. And how a person is able to go ahead and prove to themselves that they can do good. So I'm really, you know, I'll start again. It's just going back three paragraphs here for this uh, specific point of ambition versus proving yourself. If we are doing many good things that contributes to being the best person we can be, right? Yes, but not always. Ironically, people who seem to be doing a lot of good may actually be detracting from self-fulfillment and spirituality. The distinction lies in whether they are seeking approval or following their ambition. Because I think one of the rules of life, and this is not Dr. Dr. Torsky talking, this is myself, one of the rules in life that I, I try to live by, and I'm and I, hearing this from a mentor of mine, don't live life trying to appease and get approval by everyone because you will never be successful and grow. If anything, when you have a hard time doing certain things and you have negative feedback, well, not necessarily negative feedback as just people against you, then you know you're doing something right because I think every person that ha- that's a sign of approval, anywhere from the greatest leaders the world ha- has ever seen to the greatest presidents in America to the greatest sports team leaders have always fa- have had players that are not happy with, with what, what they were doing. And I think when it comes to ourselves and doing the best version we can be of ourselves, we have to have that same mentality. An ambitious person, continues Dr. Torsky, does things because she has the ability to do them, wants to do them, and enjoys doing them. A classic example of this is the nursing mother who feels uncomfortable until the infant nurses, which relieves her discomfort. Several hours later, when her milk supply has been replenished, she again feels discomfort. She wishes to give to the infant because she has the nourishment to give and is uncomfortable if the infant does not take it from her. Another example would be a teacher who enjoys sharing his knowledge with his students. The more questions they ask, the more he is stimulated to teach. I recall teachers who probably would have taught even without a salary if it were not for the need to support a family. They taught because they love to teach. They love to give over. And there are many people out there like this, not just in the psychology and teaching and and rabbi and clergyman, but I think in general, people that have a passion for giving over to others. But I do believe in this. We talked about this in the last last podcast. I'm not going to get too into it, but there is a concept of charging money for the talent and you have something to give over. And that could go a very long way regarding how a person is perceived if they charge. And I think also for oneself, for knowing how far they would go regarding their commitment to something. When you take money for something, 
you'll do a better job. Continuing on page 66, people who have solid self-esteem and do things because they wish to share what they have invariably enjoy what they're doing. Their actions give them a feeling of satisfaction. They are aware of their abilities and fulfill them. This strengthens their character and makes them better people. Such people are ambitious. The two people that I think of as I read this, I mean, there are so many people that talk about this. Uh, Some of my personal favorites are um, the two famous coaches, John Wooden and Mike Krzyzewski, have talked a lot about this. Both... uh, monumental pillars in the college basketball world. But I think in general in the guard as leadership, two people that talk about this concept of how it strengthens character. Uh, but the two other people that I, I think about is, is the famous quote from Mark Twain that says, if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, which is, I think is that's what Dr. Torsky is referring to with some teachers. And I've been fortunate to have some of those, and they for sure had a huge, huge impact in my life. The other person I think about is Kobe, Kobe Bryant, who uh, we just passed his year anniversary, or recently passed his year anniversary of his death, of his tragic death. And he talks about his message to his daughters on how the grind, the daily way of going about stuff, that will push you. But that will also bring you comfort, knowing that you're striving and doing something. And that's a pride that you have, and that will bring about a certain satisfaction in life. Continues Dr. Torsky, on the other hand, people who have unwarranted feelings of inferiority may be distressed because they have a constant need to be validated by others. Now, I don't want to get too too political in this, but I do believe people that are on the far, far left, or in general, people that are opposing current governments or past governments. Uh, we, we recently had a new, a new election here in America, and we have a president that we all want to succeed no matter what side of the fence you voted for. But no matter what, there's always going to be people, both on the left and the right, that are going to complain. And I believe those people have not been validated in their own lives. So there's a certain low self-esteem that they feel that make them act out and not want people to have free speech or free rights to say anything because they don't feel comfortable within themselves. So without continual recognition, they feel unworthy. So because they feel unworthy, um, in the psychology world, in the bully world, we call it leveling, uh, where a person wants or needs to put them, put others down to sort of make them feel good or bring them down, bring others down to their level. And I think that's what we're talking about here, that um, a person wants others to be on his level because they're not feeling good about themselves, so let others feel like garbage also. They may be engaged in a number of community projects, and when their efforts are appreciated, they have a, a, a momentarily sense of worthiness. However, because their feelings are of inferiority have no basis in fact, their feelings of unworthiness are essentially delusions, and delusions are never refuted by reality. An anorexic young woman who weighs 60 pounds may have the delusion she is fat, when she loses another half a pound, she she may feel better for a short while, only to decide that she must lose weight again. There is no satisfying a delusion. A prominent industrialist who suffered from peptic ulcer disease 
said, In my home I have a whole wall covered in honorary plaques, tributes, and trophies. They don't mean anything to me. The recognition and honors bestowed upon him did not have any, uh, any lasting effect. Here was an excellent person who did not believe in himself, and all of his efforts at trying to prove himself, while greatly benefiting the community, were futile in giving him self-esteem. And this is that, this is exactly what we're talking about. We're we for with that anorexic you know, woman. The same thing. If there's a certain delusion, there's not going to be any sort of validation, and therefore there's going to be more that's wanted, which is very similar. Which is why eating disorders are treated in many ways like a, like a, a substance abuse disorder, because there's a, always a more a more high that's needed and and wanted and pursued by by the person. Trying to prove ourselves, continues Dr. Torsky, we're on the bottom of page 66 in Happiness and the Human Spirit, trying to prove ourselves is essentially a psychological defense in an attempt to ward off feelings of unworthiness and inferiority. Such a great line. I'm going to read it again. Trying to prove ourselves is essentially a psychological defense in an attempt to ward off feelings of unworthiness and inferiority because we want to feel good. And if others are not going to give it to us, we'll do it for ourselves. Which is why I think one of the worst, I know we have free speech, at least here in America, but I think one of the worst um, advertisements or things that are said in, in commercials is because you deserve it. You deserve that vacation. You deserve that very expensive item. I don't think that's something that should be talked about that way just because, says who? And you, but you're, you, you validating that is just putting you in a place where there's going to have to be something else that's going to be done soon to make a person need more and you deserve more again and again and again. What's the limit? However, if we do things for other people only because we seek their affection and approval, we are people junkies, totally dependent on others' opinions. There is no way we can be genuine or happy. Because we will always need to be changing our behavior or comply with what we think others want. In the attempt to satisfy everyone, we will exhaust ourselves. And this is what we were talking about before. That you will never be able to be a successful person if you are always looking to appease others or get the approval of others. And I think this is like we talked about before as well. This is one of the big problems we have with social media. Because if people don't feel approved, or you could see videos on TikTok or YouTube making fun of the fact that I posted something, how come no, one's, no, one, no one liked it? Well, if you post something at 2 a.m. in the morning, odds are if you look at your computer from 2 to 2.08 and you don't even blink, you're not going to get any likes during that time. You have to give it time. And why are you putting out the content? Are you putting out the content because you have something you want to share? Are you sharing something in a classroom setting? Or are you sharing something with, with, a, with a friend or a loved one because you want to help them or because you want them to be telling you, you know what, you're so smart, you're right. I wish I could be like you. If you're waiting for that, no matter what thing you give over, they could be the best words of wisdom ever. It will not help you in any way and you will need constant more from others. The cartoonist Charles Schultz, who we've talked about before as well, and is someone that Dr. Torsky has collaborated with, I think on two books, maybe we'll get to them, uh, depicts this in, in his imitable way. So we have over here a little cartoon. It's on page 67. I'll try to see if I can get a picture of it up uh, onto the um, page of the podcast. Um, but we have uh, two young girls over here talking 
Hasn't Snoopy got sad eyes? And Snoopy's right in the middle of the two girls. I like a dog with sad eyes and real droopy ears. And you see Snoopy having a very, very sad face on. But he's also getting attention. Not me. I like a dog with a bright, cheerful expression, says the other girl. So now here's this dog in the middle. And he's sort of like, hmm, which person do I want to appease more? So then he puts on this like weird face that's half smiling, half sad. And now he's not really appeasing anyone in any way. Now he looks just like a silly dog. Snoopy wants to please both girls. So he, so he droops one side of his face to satisfy the girl who likes the dog with a sad expression. And he elevates the other side to appease the girl who prefers a, a, a cheerful expression. But rather than achieving his goal of appeasing both, Snoopy is actually disappointing both of them. His happy expression is disappointing to the former girl, and his sad expression is disappointing to the latter. Furthermore, since it requires great effort to maintain both postures simultaneously, Snoopy is exhausting himself in a futile effort to appease everyone, and therefore no one is going to be happy. I can identify with people who crave recognition. When I was a newly ordained rabbi, continues Dr. Torsky, my... I assumed the position as assistant to my father in his congregation. My father was an illustrious person who had become a legend in his lifetime. Although I was proud to be his son, I felt pain whenever I was, in, I was introduced as Rabbi Torsky's son. I wanted to be my own person. One day, I was visiting one of my congregants who had undergone surgery, and she said to me, It was truly amazing. Nothing they were giving me relieved my pain. But when your father walked in, the pain disappeared, as if by magic. I left the hospital room knowing that I could not stand in my father's shadow. This was crushing my self-esteem. I had been doing a number of things to impress people with my importance. This was the beginning of my decision to leave the rabbinate for a career in medicine. Shifting from proving ourselves to fulfilling ourselves is not an overnight occurrence. And it's like he's pretty much talking about what happened with him. While he was a rabbi... And because of that not being able to be satisfied, it sort of put him on the path for the next 50 years, pretty much, to be one of the pillars um, in the addictions world in America and in, and in Jerusalem and Israel. Starting again, that, that paragraph, and then we're going to wrap it up over here. Shifting from proving ourselves to fulfilling ourselves is not an overnight occurrence. For most of us, it is a lifetime journey. I once gave several lectures to a group of addiction, ther- addiction therapists. A few weeks later, I received a packet of 110 evaluations of my, of, of my lectures. Of these, 109 were glowingly flattering, but I was crushed by the one lone negative evaluation. Because I felt I needed to prove myself, I was extremely sensitive to the criticism. For three weeks, I suffered from depression, a tilt it occurred to me that 109 to 1 is quite a favorable score. I mean, anyone that's speaking anywhere, anyone that's posting videos on YouTube, anyone that has kids or a wife, if, if for every 110 times they open their mouth, they get a thumbs up or a like 109 times, that's very good numbers. People who seek to gain recognition by proving themselves and receiving praise may become overachievers. What they accomplish may be constructive, but the recognition and approval they continually seek will come at an inordinate cost to them and their families because there's going to be way, way too much stress and overall 
tension when it's trying to do the best you can and not having a sense, oh, well, let's, let's finish this paragraph over here, and not have a sense of being able to be, to be satisfied with, with where they are. What they accomplish may be constructive, but the recognition and approval they continuously seek will come at, a, at an inordinate cost to them and their families. They will suffer from chronic spiritual deficiency syndrome, and happiness will be fleeting at best. Ambition is self-fulfilling, but proving ourselves is not. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Again, there are so many people that have been emailing in uh, questions, comments. I've gotten some really good constructive criticism, things that I need to do a little bit better than I haven't been doing. People have questions, maybe that we, you know, on, on a specific episode they would like to uh, talk about, obviously anonymously. And then we can, you know, talk about it in the next session, in the next recording. I would gladly do that. And I think that this is something that has really been very, very beneficial to me, both regarding the concept of structure, obviously getting to read from my mentor in Rabbi Dr. Torsky, but also to share little tidbits here and there of stuff that I've picked up and the way I sort of think about these things as well. I look forward to hearing from you. You can email me at koshercounseling at gmail.com. That's koshercounseling, one word, at gmail.com.